Hello, folks. Thank you for joining us here at Red River Rising. I'm author Rick Salcido with my good friend, Pastor Mike Holmes. And we're going to continue our discussion of God's love. We're discussing how God expresses his love towards us through his forgiveness. And we left off in Matthew chapter 18, and we were talk, going through verses 21 through 35, where a king decided to settle all his accounts, so he calls in a servant who owed him a ton of money, and he, he couldn't pay it back. So he right. was in danger of having all his possessions sold, and even he and his family sold into slavery. Um, he, he was about to go from having possessions into being a possession. And so he fell uh, to the ground in humility and he was begging for mercy. You know, he wasn't even, well, he wasn't asking for forgiveness. He was just saying, please be patient. Right. Give me more time. I will pay this back somehow. I don't know how, but I will. And the king, uh, you know, did more than he could think or ask. You yeah. know, he forgave him the entire debt That's right. and, and sent him on his way. Very simply too. We talked about that, the simplicity of it without, uh, any stipulations or, or, you know, uh, conditions, you know, att- attached to it. But, uh, but yeah, let's pick back up here. Verse 28 out of Matthew 18 says, but when that servant, so the one that had just been forgiven, when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Now, right there we see bad form, bad character, mm-hmm. bad form. Yeah. And we'll, you go know, ahead. It might be understandable if he still had to pay the king back. Right. You know. He, but he just went through a period of this, right? I mean, yeah, he just was shown yeah, mercy. He, right. That's my point. Yeah. You know, if he... If he still had to pay the king back, then I understand why he would need to collect from everyone that owed him. Yeah. But his debt was completely relieved. Yeah. He had no reason not to be merciful the way he experienced mercy. That's right. And that's what Jesus is trying to get across when he's telling Peter this. You know, this yeah. is the, this is the flip side of this is what he's saying. Cause Peter's question was, well, how many times do I have to forget? Right. And it's really, listen to me. You know, Jesus is saying, listen to what I'm trying, I'm going to tell you here. I'm going to show you that it ain't about your number. It's about your heart. Right. right? And so that's what yeah. he gets into. So verse 31, when the other servants, so there was obviously this happened in front of other people there mm-hmm. that are on the same level as this guy. Now you got to remember, now this servant was forgiven by his master, the first, you know, his master. Now this is just a guy who's on his same level that, mm-hmm. you know, they probably interacted with each other on a daily basis, probably buddies, right? Yeah. Hanging out together. Yeah. 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 And if you, you know, apply that to us. So God forgives us. Yeah. But we, we refuse to forgive our fellow man. That's right. That's right. And so anyway, so and when the other servants saw what happened, what had happened, they were outraged and they went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. And I love this because he, he, the master knows. The master knew what he did. Now he didn't make it a big deal, but he knew the type of, you know, the amount of grace and forgiveness that he gave for this huge debt that he just re, you know released this guy from and he says to him he says i canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servants just as i had on you in anger his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed and then here it is jesus wraps it up with verse 35 he says this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you 
unless you forgive your brother or sister from what? From your heart. Your heart. Mm -hmm. Not just a simple, you know, statement of fact, but it's a choice that you make and a conviction of it that I'm going to stand on this choice. I believe it in my heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, 100%. That doesn't mean, now, we often confuse heart with love. (laughs) It didn't say that you just got to love everything that they did to you and that they all know this. Mm -hmm. But again, it was you making the decision from your heart. Mm -hmm. That means you're convicted on it. It's done. It's done, done. Yeah. And it's like, you know, having all the sins that you have committed in your life up to that point forgiven. Right. And then you, you refuse to forgive one sin that a fellow human person made against you. Yeah. I mean, I love the analogy because how often, you know, I saw something posted on Facebook the other day. It said, uh, don't want to see your friend for a while, loan them $20. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> right. They won't come by around to pay you, you know, yeah. they, they'll stay away from you. But you no, know, I love this analogy because this really is when, when Jesus put this in, this is in our terms. This is stuff because we all value money. Uh, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, but money mm-hmm. is a necessary thing. Goods and trades and commodities. These are things. This is how we survive in this world, you mm-hmm. know. So money is, is something that, you know, hits everybody's plate. Everybody understands it and how it works. But just to be able to forgive somebody, you know, a little bit or even a lot. If you really think about what Jesus has done for your forgiveness, it should be easy. Right. Really. That's the key. That's taking right. your focus off of them, uh, taking your focus off of their bad behavior toward you and putting it on your bad behavior to God. Right. You know, you know, all, all the sins that you've committed in your life yeah. are wiped away. Why not forgive this one infraction? And if we would be honest with ourselves each time that arose and we would say, okay, all right, now this person has done this. But let me take a moment and let me reflect on my life. Right. Right. <laughs> let me think back to how many people I have wronged. Well, let's see. Time. I've had a whole lumber yard in my eye. <laughs> right. That's, that's exactly right. You're yeah. exactly right, Rick. But, it, but we don't do that because we don't like that self-analysis sometimes. We don't mm-hmm. want to look inwards. We want to look outwards all the time. Outwards, outwards, outwards. And matter of fact, I believe that's why we're such a society of distraction. <laughs> Because people don't want to even be alone with their thoughts anymore. They want constant interaction on a phone or on a cell phone or on a, a television or whatever it may be because it distracts them from everything but themselves. And if you and your thoughts get together, sometimes, you know, yeah. anyway, yeah. You, you need to be there. That's why the reason why there's a reason why you're supposed to go in a prayer closet. Right. right. Yes. You know, pondering things about life, you know, deep uh, notions and thoughts is important. Yeah. I mean, that's how you grow. Well, the word says meditate upon it. Mm-hmm. So how else do you meditate upon the word? I mean, you know, yep. you can't do that with all the distractions around you. You got to be still, right? you know, and, and, and get away and listen to this and, yep. and read the scriptures. And, and in that meditation, do some self-reflection. Absolutely. You know, how, how am I applying this in my life? You know? Yeah. Now, listen, and, I, and before we get in, I'm not talking about righteousness. You know, you, your works don't get you into heaven. So please don't get us wrong. We're not saying anything close to that or that your righteousness is based upon your good deeds. That's not worth saying either. But when you really have a true conversion with God, uh, a life-changing conversion that you really have repented of your sins and you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior who paid that price and that God is your master, that you live for him now, when you really do that, all these other things just come into play Mm -hmm. because you want to please God. Yeah. You want to live a holy and righteous life. Yeah. 
you you don't want to mess up. Now, when you do, you don't live in that condemnation from it, but you strive to do that. Yeah, and and it's you know if you can remember that. Once you get saved, when God looks at you, he doesn't see your righteousness. That's right. He sees Jesus's righteousness. That's exactly so right. So it's not your righteousness anyway. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But, you know, I think about it like with my wife. You know, I love my wife. So, and my kids as well. So what do I do for them? I think when I'm at the store, you know what I think about? Man, my kids love those Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to pick them up a thing of those Sour Patch Kids for just a little treat. My wife, you know, her one of her biggest things is sweet tea. She loves Milo's sweet tea. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at the the Dollar General, I'm a little selfish plug there put for an old employer. But when <laughs> I'm at the Dollar General, you know, and I walk by and I see the little cooler there and I see the Milo's sweet tea, I pick one of those up because I think about my wife. Mm-hmm. Right? I come home and say, honey, you know, why don't you sit down? Let me do the dishes or, you know, whatever it may be because you're you're putting them before you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we should be doing with God all the time. And when it comes down to things like this, when we're talking about forgiving of other people, if we were to think back on that and think of our life and think how bad of stuff we have done that the Lord has forgiven us for, and if he hasn't forgiven you, it's only because you haven't asked. Mm -hmm. That's really, I mean, so if you're sitting there listening right now going, yeah, well, you know, all these things in my past, they don't matter anymore once you really repent to God. Mm -hmm. They don't. Yeah. And even if you're, if you're struggling with a stronghold, Mm-hmm. And the reason you haven't asked for forgiveness is because you know you're probably going to stumble and do it again. Right. Well, as long as you have that honest attitude with God, mm-hmm. Lord, I know this is wrong and I just wrestle with it and, you know, I, I just don't want it in my life. Forgive me and help me. You know, just be honest with God. You know, I'm weak. I'm probably going to mess up again. That's right. But, you know, it says the righteous fall seven times, but they get back up. Yeah. So every time you fall, just get back up. Yeah. And keep plugging away. And, and in time, you're going to overcome that. Yeah. You will. Absolutely will. And then you'll grow stronger each one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can relate obstacles. to those. Absolutely. You know, other people you see struggling with strongholds. That's right. And that's the, you know, that's the beauty of the forgiveness piece is that not only is God's love language that that forgiveness, but then once that forgiveness takes place, once we, once we ask for that, once we seek that, once we truly commit that in our hearts, the Bible tells us that then we become a new creation, a new creature. I mean, nothing, something that wasn't even there before is new in our spirit. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that's the outcome of God's forgiveness with us. Mm-hmm. Is that no longer is that old sinful person still with us? Go ahead. I know. I see you got something you want to plug in there too. Buddy. So, you know, if we, like you said, if we could take the focus off of ourselves and put it on others, mm-hmm. or I mean, take, you know, not, not focus on other, if we can focus love, you know, selflessness on others and, and, um, not focus on their sins, but focus on our flaws, then we can see a lot clearer. And it's a lot easier to, you know, fulfill verse 33 that says, and shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And that's the whole, that's the whole point of it. when we have struggles with it, all we have to really do is just think about what God has done for us. Right. And it should be, it should be second nature. If I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> yeah. But it should be nothing for us to say, okay, Lord, in perspective of things, this can be done. It changes your whole point of view. That's right. You're like, you know, it's suddenly, uh, when you do that, the, all that anger you had towards that person, how dare they? Yeah. Kind of evaporates. Yeah. You know, it should. <laughs> Absolutely. It yeah. should. It should. Cause you're like, golly, I've done far worse than a lot more. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot off, more often. 
you know, I'm sure people are out there because I've, I've asked the same question. You said, yeah, you know, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to forgive. I've made the choice and I've tried and, and, and I just can't seem to do it. Um, and I got to be honest with you. I talked about my stepfather earlier and, uh, you know, there was years and years and years and years that man, I really, I, I wanted to forgive him because I wanted, I'd always heard people say that, but forgiveness is not for them. It's always for you. You don't have to be in the Christian realm to hear that. <laughs> the, the, you know, the people say that all the time everywhere. So I'd heard it for years and I'd go, okay, all right, if it's for me, because I'd be angry. I mean, just, I'd carry a lot of hate in me mm-hmm. and, uh, don't, don't cut me off <laughs> while we're driving, but I'd follow you to the gas station to tell you what I thought about you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just said, you know, I want to release this stuff and I want to forgive. And I would try and I'd say it and then it just come back up, come back up, come back up. But I'm going to tell you, there are only certain things that you for, can forgive if you understand what you've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. And that requires a supernatural empowerment. You have yeah. to have, you have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to. And I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but I will tell you the second baptism certainly helps. Mm-hmm. But the very first and filling of the Holy Spirit, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, is a must. You have to have it to be able to truly forgive somebody, uh, you know, on that level. You know, maybe not somebody who, you know, flicked your ear. You know, I, that's easy to forgive. <laughs> right. But what about somebody who, who, who beats you? What about somebody who killed your loved one? Mm. Maybe a drunk driver that, that, you know, ran them off the road. You know, in order to have that kind of forgiveness for something that's that, I don't know, significant, you can't do that on your own. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have God's ability to forgive. That's right. Working through you. So see, even in that aspect, when God forgave us, it's all for us. Even he didn't get that. He gave us something then that mm-hmm. not only did we get the, the opportunity then to be reconciled back to him, to have our sins washed away, to put on the ro- robe of righteousness of Jesus Christ. But then we also have the, the ability to forgive others mm-hmm. really in a way that we don't have to carry that hate anymore. Right. We don't have to carry that, 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 that cancer of, of evilness mm-hmm. that can be rooted into you over something that's happened to you of no fault of your own. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, Rick, what else you got to add into this, buddy? I'm getting kind of close to the end here. I, you know, I will tell you a couple of things that I thought was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. I, I did a little research. Forgiveness was discussed, you know, 33 times in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and 42 times in the New Testament. So I got to say, if the Bible talks about something that much. 75 times. That, you know, that's a lot. I think it's safe to say we can make a doctrine on forgiveness. I would absolutely <laughs> agree with that. Absolutely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But Rick, I really don't have um, too much more to add, buddy. Well, I think we've got covered like, everything, but go yeah. ahead. I just wanted to emphasize where it's, where we were talking about forgiveness is a choice and it's not a feeling. Right. Um, it's based on a decision that you make. Um, the thing, the, the wonderful thing about choosing to forgive is the peace and the release of hate and bitterness come afterwards. Right. And, um, I'm reminded of the verse in Matthew five, uh, or chapter five, verse 44. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them, which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, I don't know if you've ever prayed for your enemy, but a, a really amazing thing happens. 
you start caring about them. Right. <laughs> when you invest time praying on behalf of somebody that you just absolutely don't like, you'll be shocked that in, in a short amount of time, you're actually caring about them. You're actually wanting them to become a better person. You're actually wanting their soul to prosper and their, you know, for them to be saved. Yeah. You start pulling for them. So then love and compassion for this person replaces angerness and bitterness in your heart. Now imagine if most of the world practiced that. There'd be a lot more love and compassion and a lot less anger and bitterness. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Rick, buddy, I, I really have enjoyed these segments here, man. Um, it, it, this was good. I appreciate you humoring me when I came up with this. And like I said, I guess we took a 15 minute, uh, lesson and, and expanded on it quite a bit more. But, but folks, you know, listen to me. God loves you. That, that's, that's the bottom line. God loves you. And, you know, if you have been, if you've been saved already, don't live in condemnation. That, that forgiveness is not just for stuff that's in the past. God forgives you for the sins that haven't even occurred yet. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't strive to do better. That means mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't, yeah. stri- we don't stop forgiving others. We don't stop growing as Christians. That's really what this comes down to, you know, and that piece of it. Yeah. And since forgiveness is such a integral part of God's character, yeah. it has to be an integral part of our character. I mean, not only, you know, has Jesus illustrated that, well, God's forgiven you, you need to forgive your fellow people. Right. But he, you know, the, when, when he cursed the fig tree, yeah. He said, you know, if you say it and don't doubt in your heart, That's it'll right. happen. And then he went on to say, and when you, you know, and when you stand and pray, That's right. you know, uh, if you have unforgiveness towards anyone, That's you'll right. forgive them so the Father in heaven can forgive that you. That is correct. Forgiveness um, w- will not only block us from forgiving, being forgiven, but it will also block our prayers. That's right. Yeah. Well, it'll, 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 it'll block um, our blessings. It'll block our our effectiveness, let me put it that way too, because how can you really truly pray for somebody if you're angry at them? Right. You know, if you yeah. are harboring unforgiveness for them. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, exactly right. Yeah. So unforgiveness is, I mean, forgiveness is such an important part of our lives that we need to grab on and make a, a habit of. Yeah. So folks, I'm asking you to forgive us if we rambled on too much today, but, but anyway, it's been a great lesson. I hope you got some out of it. I, I'm sure you do. I pray you did share this with other people. Um, but, uh, until next time, Rick, get us on out of here, buddy. With your forgiving heart, <laughs> prepare yourself for the coming revival. Amen. <laughs>